How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I am, of course, your host, Rick Wolf. Well, something occurred this past week at the local high school level, which I don't think I've ever seen before. A veteran high school coach was fired from his position as a head football and head basketball coach, and then just A few days later, that same coach was reinstated and rehired. Now, you heard me right. He was fired and then rehired within a matter of days. Let me give you the specifics. And again, as you'll hear this story and one story after it, this stuff is very curious. The, the, The fact that we have so little transparency when high school coaches, when their contracts are not renewed or they're fired, you know, it's just, it's just... It just seems sort of backwards and sort of almost, um, we just haven't made any progress in this area. Okay, the specifics. Longtime Eastchester High School football coach Fred DiCarlo, who also serves as the boys' head basketball coach, was dismissed from his positions right before the start of this year's basketball season. The reasons why? Well, of course, that is, in fact, the the $64,000 question. The school board and the superintendent in Eastchester, they won't give a reason. And they say that's due to the the privacy reasons when it comes to decisions involving school personnel. And that, of course, is a standard line that all school boards give all the time. But we do know this, that once the word got out that Coach DiCarlo had been fired, an online petition was launched within a matter of days more than 4,000 Eastchester supporters of Coach DiCarlo had signed that petition. Now, I've got to tell you, 4,000 signatures of support is pretty impressive. Now, although no one in the general public knows for sure, it seems that there were lots of, and that's what they are, there's just rumors that perhaps Coach DiCarlo apparently uses profanity with his players, which is, of course, a no-no. But in reading the letter that the Eastchester superintendent sent out to the community about this case, well, it's hard to say. It's not, again, the transparency. That's the key word here. Maybe the coach wasn't given any kind of official reprimand before being let go. Or he wasn't given a chance to perhaps uh, change his ways. 
And that is, after all of his years of coaching at the school, and he was there for a long time, shouldn't have Coach DiCarlo received some sort of warning to clean up the way he communicates with his players? And again, in just trying to read between the lines, and I, again, I assure you, this is all just speculation. I just have a sense that perhaps the superintendent, who was relatively new to the Eastchester School District, and the school board, well, maybe they jumped too quickly to, to fire the coach. And again, I say that because I just have a sort of a gut feeling that the coach was told perhaps he needed to clean up his act in order to get a second chance. Maybe that involves taking a course on, on proper communication skills, or there's something else. But once Coach DiCarlo finally agreed whatever was asked of him, he was then rehired. There was also some scuttlebutt, and again, this is just rumors and, and again, scuttlebutt, that perhaps a member of the Eastchester School Board perhaps had developed some sort of personal grudge against Coach DiCarlo, and as such, wanted to see him be let go. But here's the problem. This is all just rumor, speculation, scuttlebutt. Why? Because the school board won't give any reason. Okay. (laughs) Now, we have discussed this issue several times in the past as to why school boards don't give more or provide more transparency when coaches are not rehired or they're fired. And look, we all know that in public schools, high school coaches are hired on a year-to-year basis. They do not enjoy the protection of tenure as a coach. But has the time come for school boards and administrators, superintendents, to, to change the policy about saying absolutely nothing about these decisions when it comes to the coaches? I mean, why is it such a big deal not to at least give some reason or some explanation as to why a coach was let go. I want to talk about this with you this morning because this comes up over and over and over again. And of course, when 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 the news hits a community, particularly in the case of a coach DiCarlo, and you get instantly almost more than 4,000 people in, in the community to sign a petition saying, we want him back, something doesn't connect here. 877-337-6666, that of course is our number. And by the way, just as Coach DiCarlo was being fired and rehired within a matter of days, I should point out, uh, by the way, I don't know, I don't know Fred DiCarlo, I don't have any connection to him, but just right up the road from from Eastchester in the town of Katona, the longtime wrestling coach Bill Swartfager at John Jay High School his contract was also not renewed by that town school board. By all accounts, Swartfager is extremely popular, immensely popular, and a very loyal coach in John Jay. So why would he be let go after literally decades of service? Again, no reason given. And you look at the various media reports, Coach Swartfager, well, he thinks that this all stems from his time uh, last spring, when he served as a, a, an assistant junior varsity softball coach at John Jay, uh, he was helping out his daughter, Teresa, who was the head softball coach in the spring of 2021. During a game, while coaching at first base, Swartfager apparently congratulated a, a well-executed sacrifice bunt that was put down by a player. And uh, as the girl came down to first base, Swartfager high-fived her, then followed up with a pat on her back, on her backside, which, of course, is, you know, a a common celebratory sports gesture. But, and again, this is all speculation, 
It's very possible that the girl took exception to that pat on her butt. Said Swartfager this past week, I have now learned that I need to be more sensitive to a person's personal space, and it won't happen again. There were more than 100 parents, players, coaches, umpires at that game. Whatever I may have done was completely unintentional, and I was just acknowledging a job well done. I would never, ever want to make a person uncomfortable based upon my behavior. It troubles me deeply that I seem to have done so in this case. This is 180 degrees polar opposite of who I am and what I'm all about. My body of work with children over the last 40 years is without a blemish. Okay, so this is Swartfager basically apologizing because what he thinks this is what it's all about and the fact that his contract wasn't renewed. Now, the superintendent of schools in John Jay in Katona, Andrew Selesnik, said he actually met with Swartfager this past week uh, in the hopes that he, they could resolve this, this situation. But the, uh, Zelesnik, the super, said that Swartfager did not meet the requirements for reinstatement and that the coach was basically misrepresenting what happened at that game. And Selesnik said, quote, if allowed to stand, that false information, apparently coming from Swartfager, diminishes the courage and the actions of those who spoke up in May of 2021. Now, Swartfager countered back and said the district that really basically required him to sign a document, a paper, describing the events in a way that, quite frankly, he didn't agree with, which was something he refused to do. And Swartfager said, I didn't do and have never done anything malicious, intentional, or morally wrong, and this administration knows this to be true. Now, just like the uh, DiCarlo situation in, in Eastchester, dozens of parents, students, student-athletes uh, went, to the, went to the podium at the uh, school board meeting in, at John Jay this past week and asked the board, the school board, to reconsider their decision not to rehire Swartfager. Uh, community members told the board they're going to continue to show up at these school board meetings until Swartfager is reinstated. And in fact, there was a petition that went around there and more than 3,500 people signed a petition on, on Swartfager's behalf. So this goes round and around. And again, officially, just like Eastchester, officially in John Jay, there's no official uh, announcement uh, or, or statement being put forth as to what happened here. Okay, and again, the key word that keeps coming up over and over and over again in these situations is transparency. The speakers at the John Jay School Board meeting this past Thursday, they want transparency. Just like the people down at Eastchester before the school board relented and rehired uh, DiCarlo, they wanted transparency. And that's the key to this case. The same thing is over over and over again. Why can't there be more transparency in these cases involving coaches? And I understand it's a complicated situation. So if there can't be total transparency... Well, at least prepare or give some partial explanation to the parents in in the community as to what happened so they are not left out in the cold and are just totally bewildered. After all, for sports parents, they are very eager to know who the coaches are and who who their kids are going to play for in that school district. And quite frankly, if a coach is let go or not renewed, that has a real impact on those kids, obviously, and, and, and the parents wonder what's going on. So in other words, there has to be some openness in these kind of delicate situations. And again, I understand you can't probably have total transparency, but you got to have some.
So let's, I want to talk about this this morning because, as I said, uh, over the years, this issue of transparency or lack thereof keeps popping up over and over and over again when popular coaches and their contracts are not renewed. And nobody knows why. There is no official statement because the school board says we're not allowed to comment on what happened here. All right, 877-337-6666, of course, that's our number. When I return from the commercial break, let's talk about this, because I know it's complicated, but you also want to be fair when it comes to all concern. If Coach DiCarlo had not been rehired, if Swartfager is not rehired, what kind of message does that send about their careers? That they're, After years and decades of service to the school district, they're, they're just basically... So shown the door for no reason? Oh, on the other hand, if they were really bad coaches and were doing or saying things that were totally outside the boundaries, then okay. But, but then that's the case. Then why were they allowed to coach for so many years? All right. It's tricky stuff. But if it's your kid's coach, I know you want to know more. Okay. 877-337-6666. Back with your calls and comments right after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Has the time come for school boards to be a little more forthcoming, to provide a little more detail about the hiring and firing of high school coaches? I understand, of course, there's a real reluctance to be uh, totally transparent, but you got to give, I would think, the parents in the community, the, the kids, some real reason or something, some clarity as to what's going on here. And again, this this question has once again resurfaced with the news this past week that Eastchester High School uh, in Westchester County had fired longtime head football coach and boys basketball coach Fred DiCarlo. And then in a total reversal, after a tremendous outrage from the community, 
uh, that Carlisle was then rehired. And up the road in, in Katona in Westchester, Bill Swartfager, a uh, longtime wrestling coach, he was let go after decades of service to that school district. And again, there was tremendous outcry, tremendous outrage from, from the community, from the parents, the sports parents. But the school board, once again, says, no, we're not going to, we can't go into this because we're not allowed to comment on matters of personnel. And, you know, I, I, I understand this, that, but, you know, that, that you can't go into tremendous detail. But, again, there has to be some transparency. I, I just think there's, there's a concern here. No, official, no real official reason was given in either case, uh, and, and that's, that's a problem. Uh, I, I, I just think we, we live in a time these days where transparency uh, does provide at least some sense of perhaps explanation as to what is going on. Um, it's all kind of murky. I mean, if I lived in East Chester or if I lived up in Katona and I had an athlete uh, in the high school or middle school system, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd like to know a little bit more about how the school board and the superintendent makes decisions on hiring and firing the coaches. One of the first questions I would ask is, if the coaches do screw up, make a mistake, do they then get a chance to either correct or change or mend their ways? And if that's true, why isn't that more in the public domain? I mean, look, I'm not talking about letting a coach go because the team it just is, is losing a lot. Well, that's a different kind of issue about winning and losing. But with a coach who's been with a school district for a number of years, like DiCarlo or, or Swartfager, why not provide some more details what the problem is? Or what was the turning point with the school board's decision? Remember, our athletic coaches... Let's be honest here. They have a tremendous impact, tremendous influence on our kids as our kids grow up. I mean, think about the, your own coaches when you were a kid and in school and how important and influential they were in your life. So, all right, let's get some calls about this. As I said, this is something that we, we revisited before in the past and it just keeps coming up over and over again. Let's, let's start this morning with David in Westchester County. David, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, hey Rick, I live down the street from this, and this the school really and the board has absolutely no obligation to let parents do anything. And I have kids who play sports. The, what parents can do is exactly what happened in Eastchester, though, and they rallied around, supported the coach. There were signs all over. Mm-hmm. They protested it, and they got him rehired. But they can't. It's a, he's an employee of the school and it's the same thing with teachers who mm-hmm. do whatever they do during the day and if there's any investigations or issues in teachers it's all confidential and they don't tell parents anything just legally they withhold all information and like you're saying transparency yes i look that's been the law for a long time i understand that uh but i i just think it'd be it's just so difficult as we saw in, the, in east chester and also in katona that the parents in the community said, wait a minute, well, how, what's going on here? Tell us something. Let us know what's happening here, because otherwise we're going to rise up and, and make this very difficult to move ahead. Look at all the thousands of people who supported this coach. So I understand, but there, so there has to be, I think, and the lawyers can figure out uh, some sort of compromise here to at least let the, the community know what something happened that caused this coach not to have his contract renewed. Isn't that fair, David? I think it's fair, but I think it's also just kind of the world that we live in, that the coach is then able as well, like his booster groups, he's able to kind of get his story out to parents who can then filter it out into the community as happened here. Yep. 
and it's just like with any other position really that if you were to be fired from a company, the company is not going to give the reason why you were fired. Like if WFAN turned around tomorrow and fired you, mm-hmm. you're not going to let people know why, but you can get your version of the story out. And as they did here, it gets out into social media, took a life on, uh, you know, took a life of its own on. And you're able to defend yourself, and that's just kind of the um, the world that we live in now, unfortunately. How about if uh, can the school board? I'm not gonna realize they can't do it right now under the current restrictions, but it would seem to me they could say, well, there was an issue or a problem we've talked about with the coach. He's, he was given multiple chances to correct his ways or to improve himself or herself, and uh, turned out after several months uh, he could not turn that corner. So we decided to part ways. At least that would give some indication to the community that the school board, the superintendent, there was aware of an issue and that they sat down with the coach over so many months, but the coach couldn't, couldn't uh, comply. But just to say, boom, he's gone or she's gone. That doesn't, that's, that, that's a harsh pill to swallow for, for, uh, you know, for a town, for a community. But I think it's even right. And I think it's also the kids, you know, you have people who are playing who are juniors and seniors who this is really incredibly important to them in terms of the colleges that they're applying to. And if you've been in someone's program and, you know, looking forward, they have kids who have played for him who came back to support this specific you know, case of, of um, Mr. DiCarlo. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that rug is pulled out from underneath you and you've worked so hard to get onto the team, yeah. that's, that's really who is directly impacted here and it's unfair to. David, I, there's so. no question because uh, ultimately the victims are the kids. Uh, so if the school board, and again, we don't know, this is all speculation, we have no idea, but if there was some problem that uh, dated back to, I don't know, last year or whatever, um, maybe they had gone to the coach and said, you got to change your ways, you got to do this, you got to do that, and unless, unless you do that, we're not going to renew you. Okay, we don't know this, but they all of a sudden decide at the uh, right at the start of the basketball season, say, well, you know, we're not going to renew his contract. So, I mean, well, that, that sends shockwaves, as you just said, throughout the community, especially for those kids on the basketball team who are expecting to play for Coach DiCarlo this, this winter. And it's, you know, so the timing is kind of odd as well. The whole thing is so so murky and so, and so difficult to sort of, you know, wade through this. And then when you see what kind of, you know, reaction this has in, in a community like Eastchester – I mean, 4,000 parents say, no, we want them back. I mean, that, that speaks volumes. And I think that's one reason why they decided that, well, we got to figure this out, maybe find a way to, to do a 180 and rehire this guy. It's interesting, isn't it, but David? It is. But then if you extend that as well, right, that if the board made this snap decision, they fired him, rehired him, that there should be transparency in terms of on to the board, that if, they're, if that's kind of how they're able to act, that they're acting in terms of educational decisions that are impacting the kids. And there should be some change onto the board so that there is someone held accountable that this, this type of decision and process should not be allowed to happen in the future. Yeah. I mean, for example, if, if the board had come to a, I assume, a, a vote and decided uh, over the last, uh, you know, based upon whatever Coach DiCarlo's behavior had been, it was, uh, it was serious enough to decide, okay, we're not going to renew him. Okay, so how come you did a 180 and decided, oh, well, now it turns out we're just going to change things and go bring back. I mean, who knows what happened? So that's, that's also kind of bewildering as well because we don't know what happened. And, again, I understand there is sensitivity here, and that has to be something that uh, you would think the school board would work out with the, the coach as to what we can tell the community. But 
that doesn't seem to be what's happening here. David, thank exactly. you for the call. Thank you for the call. Thank Appreciate you. it very much. Yeah, have a great Sunday. You too. Let's let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ed Ward over in Jersey. Ed, good morning. Uh, what do you make of a situation like this? Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good, Ed. Good. Well, what do I think about the situation? It's, it's I always say this. There's someone on the board who always has a vendetta against the coach, whether it be maybe a son's playing time was bad or whatever the situation. Uh, I, I really feel that. And this happened to me as a coach. Um, when I, w- and I took over a program in Bergen County for basketball, uh, it wasn't a, a strong program, but I was doing things to rejuvenate the program, including getting fan interest and all that stuff. And the principal wanted to dismiss me. He gave me no reason. So fortunately, one of my former players' father was on the board. And there was another person on my board that was on the ally. Yep. And what the, the determining factor was was the evaluation that the AD did on me. It was a 50-question evaluation with five being the best scores. Mm-hmm. 49 out of the 50 questions, I got a five, which is the best score. Right. With one four. So uh, that, that, that kind of changed the vote with everything. But like I say, today it's like someone's got to bend that out for you in, in, if you're coaching high school. And if they want to get you, they're going to do whatever they can to get you. Luckily, the situation that happened at East Chester is what happened to me when I almost got dismissed as a high school basketball coach, and my basketball team in the community rallied on my behalf. Ed, I, I tell you, it's uh, again. You obviously you've gone through this yourself as as a coach, and uh, you know a, a potential victim. And the rumors that keep sort of popping up is that well, maybe somebody on the school board has. As you said, a personal vendetta against the coach, or maybe they felt that uh, their kid uh, didn't get enough playing time from that coach, and whatever the reason may be. But because those situations, because nobody is forthcoming or letting in any sunshine as to what happened in the decision process, you know these rumors begin to crop up, and you begin to wonder about the about the uh, objectivity of the school board when it comes to making decisions about about coachings coaches and who should be brought back and who should be let go. It, it's 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 just very very murky, very very confusing, and obviously, as you see with the Carlo or Swartfager, we don't know what's going on. Uh, hey, Ed, thank you as always for the call. Let me um, let me uh, go to Billy uh, in um, in the Marinette. Billy, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Billy, tell me your story about as as a coach. Good morning, Mr. Wolf, and thanks for taking the call. Yeah. I don't know if you remember me, but I was in with a couple of, of players from Scarsdale prior to me getting removed as the basketball coach. At Scarsdale High? Yes. Yes. Fill us in about what so happened there. My situation was even more unique than the others. Mine was I was dismissed with three games remaining in the season. Mm-hmm. So, like you had said earlier, that it makes you feel like all these kids that you coached, all the kids that you taught, would see this and be so alarmed as if I had done something heinous. So these situations, are, are they're life-altering. Well, and then to try to get another job, because the newspaper, the local newspaper of Scarsdale carried it, and, and this is, you know, the frailty of the boards. They don't want to take anybody on that has any blemishes. So, so what, what, what was the reason given when you let you It's been really Scarsdale. hard to get another... You know, strong, strong job. Bill, what, what was the reason Scarsdale, the AD, or, or the school board decided to let you go with just a few games left in the season? Was there a reason given to you? 
there, you know, we, we had taken the kids down to Florida three years in a row. Mm-hmm. We went to Miami the third year. Mm-hmm. And um, after a game, I had uh, consumed uh, an alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, it got back to the athletic director and then got back to the powers to be. And it was, it was, you know, changed. Everything was changed, the story that I drove, which I didn't. So all of these things, without being able to defend yourself, makes it all kind of get scrambled and then you wind up losing your job over something um like that so that was that was the biggest piece of all but it was really about playing time like it always is mm-hmm. somehow it gets misconstrued by uh by whomever powers to be so, so it, was, it was a very tough situation mine it was three games left as i recall again this is a few years ago but it seems like as you said um the stories that were percolating in the media was that, oh, yeah, the coach was uh, observed uh, down in Florida and he was drinking and driving cars with kids in it and so on and so forth. But you're suggesting that, no, that was not the case. And quite frankly, you were not, you had one beer and you were not drinking or driving. And that the, the real reason was because there was a problem with playing time or some other reason that the school board didn't want to uh, to elaborate upon. Is that correct? That's that's exactly what took place. Did you so, have any 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 um, recourse to to protest that or go to the board or go to the AD? They just said no. It's a done deal. Goodbye. Thanks. Get out. Zero recourse. And this happened to ten other coaches in Scarsdale, all of which, even some were were you know school district employees who remained in the district as teachers. So there was no there was no recourse. You know, you had I had a big meeting with all the parents that came in support, yep. and and it, it amounted to nothing. And um, it really is like like you had said earlier. Your caller had said from New Jersey. It's a lot about the board and the superintendent. They have this relationship that's really unbreakable, and they unite together as as one front. Sure. And it's almost impossible to break that front. And that's why it was so amazing that Eastchester was able to do it, that assistant coach, that football assistant coach, and the people over at Eastchester, I give them so much credit. And, and Coach DiCarlo was really lucky to have people that were able to stand up. And I think because the superintendent was new, Correct. made for that situation to be a little bit more vulnerable for him to get his job back. Yeah, uh, Billy, I, I think that's a pretty good assessment. And, and, and thank you for, uh, for chiming in this morning with your own story, uh, because obviously, um, yeah, this is – this is exactly on point as to why we'd like to have a little more transparency as to how school boards and the supers, uh, superintendents make their decisions. Billy, thank you so much. You know, and that's, that's what we're talking about here. And Billy points out, now, you know, if you don't know the geography of Westchester County, Scarsdale High School, that school district is right next to Eastchester. And to Billy's point, yeah, I mean, Eastchester parents rallied and said, no, we don't want to fire this coach. We want to keep him here. We like Coach DiCarlo. And we don't know why, why he's being let go, but whatever the reason may be, maybe uh, we should give him a second chance, get him some help, get him some corrective behavior training, whatever it might be. We don't know because there's no discussion of this, but let's bring him back. And, you know, if you will, if you want to say it this way, to the credit of the superintendent, who was relatively new in that town, and the school board, they decided to bring DiCarlo back. We'll be interested to see what happens with Bill Swartfager up in up in Cantona as well at John Jay Cross River. But this is this is curious stuff. And again, you know, reputations are at stake here, as we heard from Billy. I mean, he he felt he still feels he didn't get a fair shake. 
He did, you know, nobody knows exactly what happened down in Florida. He seems to have think that he was victimized because somebody on the school board felt that perhaps his kid wasn't getting enough playing time at, at, the, at the high school. But I don't know. And as Billy said, he never really had a chance to, to make his case. And there were parents there in Scarza who, who apparently supported him as well. This is what we're talking about. 877-337-6666. I'm not asking for total transparency, but it should be nice to have a little transparency as to what's going on. All right, I'm going to take a time out. When I return, we'll continue with our calls. Stay with me. I am still posting on Twitter, although uh, no one uh, seems to know what the future of Twitter may be. But for right now, you can still follow me uh, at Ask Coach Wolf. You can always get an idea of what topics uh, I plan to cover on, uh, on upcoming shows. Uh, and an important celebratory note regarding Neil Judge, the uh, longtime and cherished athletic director at Mercy College. Neil hired me to serve as the head baseball coach back in the late 1970s when I was in my 20s. And it's just been a pure joy uh, for me to have known this wonderful man over the years. And now Mercy College is going to officially celebrate Neil and his legacy. On Friday, December 2nd at 3 p.m. on the Dobbs Ferry campus, the absolutely beautiful Student Athlete Center will be named in honor of Neil Judge. Now, again, Neil is universally loved, respected by all for his 34 years at the helm of Mercy College Sports. He retired back in 2005. But on Friday, December 2nd at 3 p.m., the Neil Judge Student Athlete Center, I got to tell you, that sounds so good to say that, the Neil Judge Student Athlete Center will be christened. So be sure to mark that day in your calendar, and if you can, get over to Mercy College and Dobbs Ferry for the festivities it is going to be a memorable day and richly deserved. Okay, just a quick postscript on last Sunday's show regarding hockey player Mitchell Miller. I read this past week where the Boston Bruins have hired an independent law firm to investigate whether the Bruins' actions and then subsequent decision to walk away from the contract that they offered to Miller, whether that whole thing was handled appropriately. I think that's a, a noble gesture by the Bruins, but I do wonder if the law firm, if they conclude that the Bruins acted inappropriately with Miller in terms of cutting him based upon his conviction at age 14, well, that'll be interesting. I even wonder whether the Bruins will make the law firm's conclusions public. Moving on, hats off to Caitlin Tuey of North Rockland High School and of uh, NC State, who captured the NCAA Division I Women's Cross Country Championship yesterday. Caitlin's had a terrific season at NC State, and quite frankly, this big win, uh, being the NCAA uh, D1 champion, that just certifies that, as we all know, that she's a rising star uh, in long-distance running. And finally, on a very, very uh, sober note, those kids, those football players at the University of Virginia who were shot and killed last week, those three UVA football players who died, each one of them with those those magical and unforgettable smiles. I mean, like you, I just sit and shake my head in total disbelief and in horror. How many of our kids are going to have to be shot and killed before we finally wake up and put an end to this nightmare of kids shooting other kids? Okay, moving forward. 
Uh, we're talking about the whole transparency issue when it comes to to high school coaches and their contracts, uh, you know, being renewed or not not being renewed. It, it's it's complicated because obviously the school boards, the superintendents, they all say no, no, no. We can't. We have legal restrictions. We're not allowed to give any reason why to the public as to why a coach is let go. All we're asking for, as we've seen with these two cases with uh, Coach Bill Swartfager and Coach Fred DiCarlo, and this is two of, of obviously dozens and dozens of these situations that happen every year, why can't parents, sports parents in particular in that community, have an idea, give some transparency, some reason, make some statement as to what's going on here? Because as we, we all agree... If you're a sports parent and you're, you live in a school district, and particularly with those coaches who have been there for a number of years and have had success, you'd like to know why suddenly out of the blue the school board um, sort of sort of swoops in and decides, no, we're not going to renew that coach. Something happened. Well, what happened? Tell us about it. Well, we can't tell you. Well, can you give us some idea of what's what's going on and whether or not the coaches had a chance to either – correct his or her ways or to change or go through some sort of uh, teaching uh, recertification, whatever. But, you know, our kids are, 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 we like this coach. And as we saw that happen in Eastchester, where more than 4,000 parents decided, no, we're not going to let Fred DiCarlo go. We want him back. And the school board did a did a reversal and said, okay, we'll rehire him. Simple as that. I mean, it's just, but again, we don't know the reasons why, and it just seems to me, after all these cases we've seen over the years, something has to change. It just seems to be common sense. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Jack Smithlin over in Jersey. Jack, good morning. Jack, how are you feeling these days? I'm uh, I'm I'm back on the mend. Um, you know that that virus hit me real hard, and I was down and out for over a week, and uh, that's why I didn't call in last week. And the week before that, I was in Denver, and I wasn't getting up at four o'clock in the morning. So, uh, <laughs> but um, and and you know what? My wife was surprised, and my two sons were surprised. They said, "You're a diehard, yeah." But I, I was so beat back there. We went up to Pikes Peak. I lost it up there. I mean, 50% of your oxygen, I completely lost it up there. So, um, but I listened to both shows and they were both excellent as, as usual. Um, last night I had my 50th high school reunion, two years delayed because of COVID mm-hmm. and a bunch of my buddies are all listening today. Um, my high school buddies, because they're in from Texas and Florida and North Carolina and even California. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited that I that they you know you, you got me on here. So good. Um, listen, first of all, the one gentleman who said the boards do not have to tell you there he's 150 percent correct on that. But like you said, they should give some type of reason: inappropriate behavior, um, you know, inappropriate language. They don't have to get into the details. They really don't. And it is, you know, it, you should be fair to the parents. But I'm so surprised. If you have a 1,000 coaches listening to you right now, uh, Rick, the show, 900 had a similar situation. A lot of it was kept quiet. Why? Because the coaches wanted it to be kept quiet. They didn't want something blurred out there that might have, that affect them by going and getting another job or something like that. But I'm going to do a reverse here, all right, real quick. In my opinion, a lot of the boards, when they come to a decision like that, it's not a spur-of-the-moment decision. No, let's get rid of him. They have to sit, evaluate, take information in, 
And that's the proper way to do it. And the good boards do it exactly that way. Uh-huh. But if you think about it, let's reverse it. Let's say parents are going after a coach because of his inappropriate behavior or whatever, or playing time, or, you know, I mean, I don't think that should ever be a reason, but it is so often the number one reason. But a coach is, you know, maybe physical with his kids or inappropriate language or, you know, um, you know, puts them down or reprimands them in front of people. And now these parents, they kind of like pull themselves together, they get a posse and they go after the coach. Administration immediately fires him. Why? Because they don't want to put up with irate parents. They don't want lawsuits. They don't want to deal with 4,000 parents. On the other hand, let's put it on the other side. In this case, 4,000 parents came to this guy's calling. They came to his aid. Do you think that that board wants to put up with 4,000 irate parents? So what do they do? They hire him back. They'd rather deal with his inappropriateness or his mislanguage or whatever his case is than put up with 4,000 parents. In my opinion, and I've been through this a few times. I told you a story the other day when we were talking. I've been through this. Ed's been through this. Every coach has been through this at least once. Yep. And you know what? They don't have to tell anybody. Why? They don't. But the point is, like you said, give us at least a reason because you know what? If half of those parents knew that the reason was this or that, they might back away and not support him. Because the boards, their number one goal are their students and their student athletes. The safety and, and, and care and guidance of their student athletes. So what they do is sometimes the right thing but they never react the right way with it. And you know what? Once again, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a crazy cycle, Rick. It's a crazy cycle. Well, you may think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Rick. Go I was going to say, Jack, I, I think you bring an interesting slant on this, and that is, you know, the school board, you know, there, there are – most, you know, I'm, I'm sure every district is different, but in most school communities, the school board is usually made up of volunteers, um, and you know they're they're trying to do what they think is the right thing to do for the entire community. So they're trying to maybe a case is brought to them by just say um, an uh, an angered uh, sports parent, and that complaint bubbles up. You know, doesn't maybe it goes through the AD or just goes to somebody in the school board, and they bring it to the attention of their colleagues in the school board and say, well, maybe we should, you know, not uh, renew this coach's contract. But then, because school boards are made up of, as I said, mostly volunteers. That if a situation occurs that you just mentioned where, wait a minute, 4,000 people said, no, 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 we, we don't want this coach to be let go. He's, he's terrific with our kids. Now the school board says, well, maybe we, we move too quickly on this. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a sort of, I hate to use the word politics, but certainly, you know, because there's no, there's no transparency, there's no coming forth as to why they decided to vote this way or made a decision, suddenly the school board is back and forth in this this volley of like, well, what do we do here? And and maybe we maybe we move too quickly, and maybe there's a way out of this. But it's, it's just it's just weird. And again, I'm sure, as you just said, Jack, that 90% of all coaches, public high school coaches, have probably had to endure this kind of situation. Um, and you know, some many of them get let go, and some somehow resurface and keep going. It's just it's just weird. You know what, if you think about it, Rick, a lot of the boards, and I don't like using this term, but I will, um, they don't have backbones. If they feel 
that this guy should be fired or that person or that woman or that coach should be fired because of what they did. They better actually sit down and really understand that that is the reason that they're firing, not something on the slide like, you know, like Ed said. He's, he's absolutely right. Playing time and, and, and things like that happen. But the point is, is that they have to have the backbone to, to back up what their decisions were. But how many boards switch real quick? In these two cases, well, in this one case, they switched real quick because they didn't want to deal with those 4,000 parents. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a real quick, real quick story. I was at one of the schools in North Jersey coaching softball, doing really well. And it came springtime, and a bunch of my players, three of my players in particular, one, the board president's daughter, decided to go to France with the France club. All right? Now, she wasn't even in the France club. All right? But the point is, or the French club, I'm sorry. She, the point is, her dad opened it up for everybody to the school. What a great opportunity. Well, my particular policy was if you miss three games you sit three games mm -hmm. and you have to earn your position back mm -hmm. well this board president didn't like that all right and he went to the board and wanted me fired well luckily luckily tom valenzola who was my athletic director supported me 150 percent okay and because of his support those parents supported me. And they, especially, what about the three girls who took over those positions and now had to give them back because this board president said his daughter and the other two girls didn't, you know, didn't deserve to lose their positions. Okay? They didn't lose them. They just had to earn them back. That's all. Yeah. You know what? And the point is, is that he came after me guns blasting. And you know what? He lost. And the very next year, I believe he was removed from the board, but I hope it wasn't because of me. But the point is, is that they don't think sometimes. And, you know, this is my daughter. And, I, you know, but the point I, I, is, is that yeah. boards have to have backbones. They I, have to have Jack, backbones and support what they think. I, and I think yeah. that yeah, they had, I agree with you. And obviously you had, uh, thank goodness you had an AD who had your back and did have backbone to say, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to support this. This is not fair to us, the kids in the team. And, um, well, I mean, that, that's what we're talking about here. A little, a little common sense, a little transparency. Jack, let me let you go. Thank you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Appreciate the call as always. Let me, let's go to, um, Let's go to Eastchester itself, and Mike is standing by. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick. How are you? Good, Mike. What's up? Well, it's interesting. I, I, I think you were just talking about Eastchester. Of course. Um, yeah, and uh, here's what I will, I will go into it because I'm not from here, but I will say uh, on the ground, the same people who were um, supporting Sasiri, who were huge fans of Sasiri, who, who played for him, where the same people are supporting DiCarlo. Okay. And that tells me everything I need to know about the character of DiCarlo, because as you, I'm sure you know, the series of legends. Yes, and, of course. And so the same exact people were supporting DiCarlo. So I don't know what happened. I don't know all the details. That's not why I called, but I thought that was important uh, based on what your last well, call that's an interesting perspective as well, Mike. Uh, I had the uh, the pleasure of knowing Dom Ciceri for many years, many years. Yeah. And uh, for those of yeah. who don't remember, Dom Ciceri passed away a few years ago, but he was uh, regarded everywhere as one of the most uh, brilliant uh, baseball coaches, had great success at Eastchester. Uh, his strength in particular was as a pitching coach, but also was the AD. I mean, this is a man who was revered 
revered uh, and, and stood for all the right things as a coach and as a human being. So to your point, Mike, if you're telling me, and again, that's an interesting perspective, that many of the parents who were supporting Dom Ciceri also, if the same parents also support Fred DiCarlo, well, that's pretty pretty interesting point of view as well. I mean, that, that's, that's, that speaks volumes, put it that way. Yeah, listen, I... I've not even from here. I'm from Boston. I moved here, and the way people talk about the theory, I ended up donating to his, you know, the plaque that they built for him. Just because I'm a coach, I have such respect for coaches, and boy, the stories about him. I wish I played for him. Wish my kids had. Um, but yeah, the same people, same exact people who who, who sold me on the theory, sold me on DiCarlo. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Dom Ciceri. Uh and he died too young. And uh, as I said, he was just. Uh, he was just an extraordinary, yeah. extraordinary human being. So I called because um, you had a show months and months ago with a young high school cop kid who started a sports psychology program or platform. And I'm, I have a baseball son. He's 17. He's got great talent, but he's having massive performance issues at the, you know, on the is at the plate. Just took him to his. We just took him to a. Oh. Mike, do me a favor. Drop, drop me an email. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock here. Drop me an email, okay. uh, my website, and I'll be glad to answer any question you have about that, uh, that website um, and your son as well. Okay. Hey, friends, uh, this has been a fascinating show this morning. A lot of good calls, a lot of good feedback. Uh, and again, this is an issue that every school board has to deal with, every superintendent has to deal with. And, of course, the coaches... They live with this on, a, on, a, on an ongoing basis. A little transparency it would help a lot, no question about it. Okay, my thanks uh, to, uh, to the Zoom man, Ed Arzuman, this morning. NFL preview is up next. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.